0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. We have one of our coaching rounds coming up for you. And today we had Jordan.
1: Yeah, Jordan, um, you know, it's funny, it it happens frequently and yet I'm still... Maybe surprise isn't the right word. I'm still taken aback, I suppose, when it does, that people sit on their computer with their words and their thoughts and they write to us you know, a paragraph or two about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And then when we get together and we start doing some of this like uncovering and digging in and asking questions, um, it almost always is something maybe a little bit different than what they even thought that it actually was that they were questioning and working through. So I think that happened again today.
0: <laughs> but don't we always find that even like mm-hmm. when people come to see us as clients, like the presenting issue quotes that they come in with is like, but actually like maybe there's some layers underneath that are actually the thing that you're you're sort of grappling with right now,
1: right? And that's kind of the beauty of doing work with a therapist or a coach, right? Is that that mm. person is able to? We're not in your world, so we're not hooked in and wrapped up with all the emotional hooks and you know the way your brain is the hamsters on the wheel kind of thing. And so, because we're able to stand back and not be in the tizzy with you, we can say, mm, "What about this? Or what actually, what it sounds like to me is this? Have you thought about this?" and uh, I think that can be really helpful. And also, by the way, even our family and our friends can't always do that for us because they're emotionally hooked too.
0: Yeah. I love the way you just described that, that, you know, I think so often we talk about how we sort of like zoom out mm-hmm. um, and that is our our job to sort of help like with that outside perspective to look at like what we're seeing as we look at it with a bird's eye view and that, yeah, a lot of times the people in our lives are right in there with us. So it's really difficult for them to even support us in that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So enjoy this one guys. I think a lot of you guys will be able to relate um, to the I thought it was this, but maybe it's this. So today we are talking to Jordan. And Jordan actually reached out because, so I'll give kind of the top line, Jordan, then you fill us in. So Jordan reached out because she recently started dating somebody who is separated from uh, his ex, but is actually still living with the ex. Um, And it sounds like you are kind of trying to sort through uh, you know, are you going to be able to kind of work through this with him? How long is it going to be before he moves out? Like all of the what ifs, right? Like mm-hmm. what is your guys's life going to be like if you guys stay together? Um, that's kind of the, the gist that I got from what you wrote in, but I would love to have you kind of fill us in on like the details.
2: Yeah. So he, we kind of met like right when all this sort of like quarantine pandemic was going on. He's a um, a friend, kind of like a guy friend and my sister's group of friends and it's sort of it was one of those um connections that happened really quickly and moved forward very quickly um but he is going like he's separated you know emotionally and everything um from the ex and was previously out of the house, but for legal reasons he had to move back in um, so you know, right away, like he, I felt like he was very serious towards me, but my worry all along was I've been single for three years, so I've kind of had all those in-between experiences that I, Mm -hmm. I feel we all kind of maybe not need to have, but maybe should have before Mm -hmm. entering into something um, serious again with someone, so I, I Mm. you know, not that I wanted to give him an out, I I hoped that he would want to kind of continue progressing with our relationship. But at the same time, I worried that, you know, he didn't really have enough, you know, he rebounded with another girl for three months. And then he kind of was with someone after that. And then very quickly, we entered into what we are now. Um, so it's just been kind of a weird experience for me also, because I never really considered being with someone who was divorced or going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I always kind of thought I would experience all like what I would call like firsts mm-hmm. with a person and it would all it all be fresh and new for us but right. he's you know he spent $50,000 $50, on a wedding and mm-hmm. you know had an affair and it's it's a lot of elements to it I guess that I just was never expecting in who I would um, end up with after my previous relationship.
1: Jordan can I ask you just for context how old are you?
2: 30.
0: okay and I, I feel like I'm hearing there's no kids in this situation. No. With, okay.
1: <laughs> Got it. Which is fortunate <laughs> from my perspective.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're, you guys are in the baby stages, right? And it sounds like there's a lot going on. And mm-hmm. part of what I'm hearing is almost this, it's almost like grief. Like you're on this cusp of like, if I keep going down this path and this mm-hmm. happens, I have to kind of grieve the fact that I won't have the first with him. Right, they'll be first for you, um, and they'll be Definitely. first with you, right? But not first for him.
2: And I have like tried to be communicative with him about that, and I I brought up like you know that I I feel, you know I I do it, it is a kind of I don't even know how to articulate how I'm feeling about it exactly, but he mm-hmm. was like oh well we'll still have our our own first you know like our own time we go you know on this vacation together or to, or to this beach to have a glass of wine at sunset so you know that that did make me feel better about it but I do worry because I I do want to get married I don't know what after but I think I have a lot of qualms I guess in terms of you know with his especially with his family and he was very integrated with the um, the exes with his in-laws you know, mm-hmm. his, the siblings and everything as well.
0: Yeah. And so bring us a little bit into your thought process, Jordan, about like, you know, he's still living with his ex. Um, sounds like there's still like a lot of enmeshment in terms of like COVID. I'm sure they're spending a lot of time together. What's that been like for you?
2: So um, they haven't really been spending a lot of time. Like he pretty much stays at my place multiple nights a week. I think, you know, he, when he first found out um you know that she was having an affair and all that stuff like he kind of left in a big you know dramatic like i don't want to be around you obviously or be here um so when he moved back in it's it's almost like he kind of has like a guest room (laughs)
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um in his own house which is kind Mm -hmm. of weird i've only been there like he's he's very much tried to kind of keep me separate from that he doesn't want me there when she's there um But I think it also, by nature of him not wanting to be at his house, it's, it's caused our relationship to move forward perhaps a lot quicker than it maybe would have because Mm -hmm. were spending so many nights together.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, You know, like he'll oftentimes just like come directly over when he's finished with work. Um, So it's, it's been interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I feel compelled to, like what's coming up for me is a curiosity around like where he is in the processing. Like I I feel like I hear a lot of wisdom in sort of you speaking to, you know, I've had three years of being single and there's a lot that I've been able to process maybe about my previous relationships in that time and space. Um, How is he talking about like what he understands from Mm. this relationship ending um, his part, you know, his 100% and like what went on between the two of them? Like how is he talking about... That previous relationship to you. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I definitely don't have doubts about him being very like that chapter being closed for him. I don't mm-hmm. think that you know he wants to get back together with her. I think he's he's definitely done. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think more so a lot of it is or are things that I need to work on to feel more comfortable because he has he's been an open book about everything. You know, if I have any question about how the relationship was, I think they were together for 10 years, married for three, Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he admitted that he, he feels like he kind of almost forced the marriage a little bit on his end, because I think it just seemed like the natural next thing that you do with someone when you've been together that long, and Mm -hmm. he wanted kids, she kind of, like, I guess, strung him along saying that, oh, yeah, she, she wanted them as well, and, you know, it, it didn't really turn out that way, so I, I definitely trust in that he's he's moved on completely, mm-hmm. um, but I think a lot of it is maybe I I can tell that he's mourning more so the loss of the the family relationship mm-hmm. he had with
0: mm-hmm. with her side. Mm-hmm.
2: He was yeah. very much integrated. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so I I guess I wanna I wanna um, point out or maybe put a put a pin in. I've heard you say a couple times, you know. Um, it's more about me, it's more about me needing to figure this out, it's more like me needing to process this or me needing to work through this. Um, And so I want to actually kind of re-ask Danae's question in a different way, because I think this idea of being somebody being over somebody is Mm. one thing, but also might be different than how is it that he's talking about and speaking about the relationship, her as a person, um, Mm. you know, what is it that he's owning? From right. the breakup, uh, you know, and, and what went quote unquote wrong, which maybe didn't even go wrong, right? It just expired. It might have just been what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm always curious, and I know probably Danae is too, how somebody is speaking about the situation, right? Not just like, I'm over it, but right. like, are they owning their part, right? Because there's always two people. Um, Mm -hmm. it sounds like she was the one that, you know, had the affair, but there's always two people, (laughs) even when someone has an affair, the other person is still complicit in the situation. Right. Yeah. So that's, I think I'm, I'm curious about that as well. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I think he, he definitely, you know, he, he's obviously angry about the, the legal aspect of the, Mm. the present tense, the divorce, she's fighting him for the house, the money thing. I don't think that he's really speaks about her um in a super negative way i think he he has admitted that he's had he's had faults um Mm -hmm. that and even to the point where he i think he does feel that what led her to cheat was some of his actions Mm -hmm. um he he works a lot he was um you know away he he literally works like seven days a week so i think Mm -hmm. her you know, final straw was saying that he works too much, which I don't, I don't believe is the full picture because I don't think that's a reason to get a divorce from someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he, something went wrong for them in it and he admitted too that he kind of curled up into like a ball almost
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: started drinking a lot and mm-hmm. um, kind of like a very avoidant behavior
0: mm-hmm.
2: for a long time.
0: What comes up for me is that, I think that divorced people actually can be some of the most incredible partners because they've sort of, you know, done the work of committing to someone, walking through the fire of what it is to try to make a life with someone work, which is Mm -hmm. no easy feat. Um, And then they know what it is to sort of have that experience of loss and, um, sitting in that fire and that like pain. And so I think, you know, divorced people who've sort of really given themselves the time to process and do some inner work around like, what was that? And, you know, to Vanessa's point, a lot of times it is just this relationship has expired and we sort of um, understood what we needed to understand from each other. We've sort of taken away what we needed to learn from one another, and now it's time to move on. And that can be such a beautiful space of understanding Mm. and when i'm sort of um not there yet in that space of understanding i do think it's important for me to do some of that um inner searching that seeking to understand like what was all of that you know mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah the, the feeling of of rejection
0: too mm-hmm.
2: on part, because i think an, another piece to it is that he still fought for the marriage even after knowing that that she had the affair and everything and mm-hmm. she she said no, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. he, he threw her like a surprise birthday party, and mm-hmm. like, you know, it. It. I feel. I feel bad for him in a lot of ways, but I think it does speak to, you know, the fact that he is a, a very committed person, mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. give up easily, yeah. even and so he's been wronged by someone
1: outside of the you know, the first, which I, I totally hear you. Um, cause I myself am with somebody who was also married and divorced before me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you afraid of?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I, my previous relationship was long distance for three years with someone, um, who lives, um, in Spain. Um, and I, It was a very modern, I guess, relationship, you could say, like, you know, we didn't, we weren't really sure if we wanted Mm -hmm. to have kids, we loved to travel together. Um, It's almost kind of like a, you know, like a freelance sort of lifestyle.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: This this guy is, is very, you know, he grew up, born and raised one town over from my hometown. He's very family oriented um he plans to take over um a family business so Mm -hmm. he's he's not going anywhere this is where he's planted um Mm -hmm. so i guess the other the other big piece for me is that where i am right now is a temporary stepping stone to maybe move to california or you know go be somewhere else Mm -hmm. i never really wanted to settle down where i grew up Um, and i can we haven't really articulated the whole children or not or thing but I I just I know like his two older brothers that have you Mm -hmm. know two and three kids like I kind of I know where he wants to what direction he wants to head and I I don't feel so in my heart there yet
1: Hmm. yeah it feels like there's a lot of confliction going on (laughs) <laughs> like you want to be in it, but you're afraid that maybe, you know, he's going to be, I don't want to say stable because I, I, that doesn't sound like the right word, but it's almost like, um, as somebody who also has like left the hometown and didn't want to stay and all the things it's like, there's like a stuckness that you get afraid that you're afraid of kind of maybe having. And then, you know, I get that. It's like, you wake up maybe 20 years from now and you're like, I didn't right. want to do this. Like, what did I do? Right. Um, I wanted to go to California. I wanted mm-hmm. to do this. I wanted to do that. And I feel like
2: it's so unfair to the other person as Mm -hmm.
1: well to, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, project yourself as one thing and then have the risk of
1: that happening down the line. Do you feel like you're doing that though? I mean, or do you feel like you've been pretty honest with him?
2: I I have been pretty honest. I feel like he's, like, he knows who I am, but Mm -hmm. um, I guess it is still, it's still very early stages. So I Mm -hmm. guess it's not something that we could, you know, we've only known each other for a little over three months.
1: So. I mean, yes and no, right? If you were 22, I might say, yeah, sure. But at 30, I, I'm, I don't know, my perspective on this idea of like, it's too early to have these conversations has really changed. I think as I've gotten older, as I've done more of this work. Um, right. And I, I think that a lot of people now are changing their perspective on, you know, how long do you quote unquote, play the game before you just get real and just be super honest about what do you want? What do you not know that you want or don't want? You know, what do you see your future look like? What, you know, what are you afraid of all of these conversations? Because at the end of the day, you are only three months in, but it's good for you guys to know where the other person stands. Mm-hmm. Any, I think
0: even in sort of his exploration around, like, Mm -hmm. what were some of the takeaways in terms of patterns that I could be at risk of repeating, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I heard you saying his ex, you know, sort of said that she didn't want kids, and he sort of didn't hear that, you know, or didn't believe that, or I think a lot of times people think, well, she says that now, but that may change change for her. Mm is that sort of something that's happening again? You know, is he sort of wanting to settle down where he is wants the family and you sort of have a little bit of wanderlust, which nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it, Mm -hmm. but we might want different things from our lives. And is he maybe not sort of being aware of like, Ooh, I'm at risk of repeating a pattern here, sort of, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
0: um, choosing someone who maybe doesn't want the same things that I do. Mm
2: Yeah. I think that it, it, probably is something that we would need to talk about like he's you know right away wanted me like I've already met all of his his family his nieces Mm. his nephews Mm. um, which isn't an entirely comfortable scenario for me just because I didn't grow up in a a family like that Mm. you know we didn't really like my mom's side had no kids my dad's estranged from his side of the family so it's Mm. just it's not kind of my natural element Mm. um and I, I guess where I'm at, and I should articulate to him, is that I I just don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what I want in that regard. And I'm not sure if I've just been so resistant to even pondering that lifestyle because I feel, oh, well, that's not me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the free spirit. I'm the traveler, you know, like, yeah. but, you know, maybe it is something that I, you know, if I found the right person, that could, could be really wonderful as long as they get that I'm also going to need to you know go on on trips and Mm -hmm. go trucking through the desert or whatever it might be
1: maintaining that wanderlust right because you can have both I mean but you do need a partner that supports that side of you Mm -hmm.
0: and I guess I'm wondering Jordan if there's a feeling of you know the pace is a little bit best for me right now is if that's arising, because I think, you know, we can give ourselves time to sort of see how this feels. And if maybe as we get closer, I do feel like some of the stability feels right to me. I think Mm Vanessa is a perfect example of how we can sort of feel one way and then... you know, I, I don't know that you necessarily knew you wanted to be a mama, of <laughs> me. And then, and that very much like changed for her. Like, and I think that happens for some, like me too, right? But um, I think we can give ourselves time to sort of mm-hmm. see like, I don't know what's true for me right now, but there's really no rush in me knowing. So mm-hmm. maybe we just sort of take a breath with where things are and we see, but how does that feel?
2: Right. I think I, I was telling my mom this the other day, like I, cause she was like, oh, you should break up with him until he's fully, you know, divorce and all this yeah. stuff, and I—I I honestly, there's a, a strange comfort to me in, in him not being fully out of it because I almost feel like it buys me time.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't rush too quickly, right?
2: Right. Like, well, you know, it's it kind of—I don't know. I th- I think he's just he is a very he's a very sincere and serious person, which is mm-hmm. simultaneously what I love about him. Mm-hmm it, it also freaks me out.
1: And is that okay? You know, cause it, it almost sounds like a little bit of this is there are, it sounds like normal kind of what I would expect things that are coming up for you, things that you're questioning. I'm not sure. They all sound whatever normal means, right? I'm making air quotes for people who can't see me. Um, they all sound normal to me. And it sounds like you're questioning a lot of your questioning. Like, I should know. Shouldn't I know by now? Should I, you know, it's one of those. And so I, I almost would, would challenge you and ask the question, like, can it be okay to be in a state of not knowing? Mm-hmm. Can it be okay to be in a state of questioning? You know, do we need to rush so quickly or to try to rush ourselves so quickly into a place of I need to have this figured out? Right.
2: I think when I was was living abroad I was very much in a group of you know expatriates that were like very much in line with my mentality that was I Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be on any firm timeline I you know it was it felt so like there was such a a liberation in that and now being back you know living fairly close to where I grew up it's everyone around me is on that
0: you Mm -hmm. know
2: path that you grew up thinking you should be taking, yeah. um, which has been just a little bit stressful for me because I, I never really, I was always kind of, no, I'm my own person and I'm, I'm going to do things in my own way and, you know, who who cares about all that, you know? Yeah. So I, mean, I don't want to
1: interrupt you, but what's coming up for me right now is maybe then this is actually less about him and his circumstance and his situation Um, I could be wrong, but maybe it's actually more about you and the identity shift and the identity change that's happening right now and the the being scared of what that might look like, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if we're working through a lot of this identity questioning, we might hold on to things about the other person that we could use if we needed to, to hit the eject button. And so, because I've done it myself. And so it's like, well, but you know, if it ends, it could end because you know he's still married and he's still connected to this. And I'm not saying those things are important, right? And they're not bringing things up for you because of course they are. Mm-hmm. But based on what you said about him being really kind and really you know forthcoming and all of these things that you, you really love about him as a person, I wonder if that stuff could be sorted. And is it more about your fear around what does this mean? Like if I had to actually end up staying with this person, what does it say about me? What does this mean about me? You know, am I all of a sudden changing my path? Am I all of a sudden on the same path as all these people that I grew up with? Am I all of a sudden saying that my life isn't going to be abroad and spontaneous anymore? And and yeah, there's a huge now. No, that doesn't have to be the case, right? But I understand the questioning and the fear around it. Um, probably more than I can articulate. Yeah,
2: well, I, I think it's like the fear of like for me that it's the fear of mediocrity, right? For mm-hmm. me just settling down in my hometown and getting married and having kids, like, I, I know I'm sure that's a wonderful experience, but it's something I always very strongly rejected.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just like want to interject with, you're not wrong for that Uh -uh. if that's how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes my questioning is my inner wisdom saying, do I sort of get to define my truth for myself or is everyone around me sort of defining that? Because Mm -hmm. inevitably, like we're all going to be impacted by the pressure, the experience of what everyone else thinks is like the quote normal, like what you should be doing at this point in your life conversation, right? Um, But can I sort of use this, questioning that's coming up as an opportunity for me to say maybe some of that is my inner wisdom telling me to slow down a little bit and Mm -hmm. really get clear about what feels true for me Mm -hmm.
2: definitely yeah I think it's also turning 30 too like especially Mm -hmm. as a woman is such (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. so much within that (laughs) absolutely (laughs) just
1: sadly changes
2: your your perspective and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's society's expectation, obviously, but But there is
1: biology in it, right? Like there is a reality that we have to, as women, you know, stay within. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah. And some of that, not though too right okay. like some of that is the activation of those around us that mm-hmm. you know like as someone who had a baby at 38 like the the stuff started at 30 and like eight years later I was like and yeah, still having a baby so pipe down like I think yeah, that calm down everybody can also get activated by oh you're almost 30 what are you doing and some of that is not necessarily my stuff it's mm-hmm. a little bit your stuff right mm-hmm. but I think it's just about like how can I get clear on like what is my truth versus everybody else's truth
1: yeah and I I do think that sometimes when these kind of relationships present themselves what I've I've found helpful for myself but also friends and clients is to say to somebody you know kind of like what I said earlier like do you need to have it all figured out right now or can you to Danae's point take it slow be expressive with him about the fears that are coming up, right? Because you can't communicate too much. There's, there's no such thing really. But can you almost use this relationship as an opportunity to do some of this exploring, right? Mm-hmm. To allow it to kind of crack you open and to make you question things that maybe you've never questioned before and to bring you to deeper places that you maybe have never wanted to look at before, right? Um, and allow it to be a catalyst for you regardless of what the outcome of the relationship is. Right? Mm -hmm. Because people come into our lives for this exact reason, right? It's not about where we're going to be with that person in 10 years. I mean, of course, we're going to get wrapped up in that. You know, it's important to us. But it really is like in this moment, what is this relationship here to teach me? Mm -hmm. Um, And then allow it to manifest, allow it to kind of, you know, grow and kind of evolve from there, from that place, rather than evolve from this projection that you've already got around the future of what it could be. Does that make sense?
2: Definitely. Yeah. It, it's def- It's hard. It's hard to live in the hard. present. I think of any <laughs> mm-hmm. new relationship.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it's really hard work to continue to bring myself back to where my feet are right now. What's actually happening between the two of us right now to be's point and sort of, yeah, that future trip in that we can all get into, but how is this right now between us? Can we stay here?
2: Yeah, and I mean, l- being in a long-distance relationship for three years, hmm. you know, I didn't really have to think about those things. Yeah. Like, it's it's much different, you know, being able, hanging out with someone multiple days a week. With him, we lived in stretches of, you know, I'd, it'd sometimes be three months before I would next
1: see him. And look, and, and as far as, like, you know, this giving you the opportunity to dig into the layers in yourself, In my experience again working with people but also personally um you do have to have a certain level of avoidant tendencies to be able to have a really long long long-term um long-distance relationship not saying that it's like necessarily bad right but you do have to be able to embody a little bit of that otherwise (laughs) you can't hang with it (laughs) um because it's way too activating
2: out of it yeah i never i never thought of it that way and now i'm like whoa like there was something In inherently extremely comforting in in not having to deal with a lot of understand (laughs) deal with like the mundane you know Mm. parts of a relationship with someone because everything was all packed into a week or two weeks or three weeks of seeing a honeymoon. Yeah, every moment was exciting.
1: Yep. And so that's also another layer to this, right? Like this is a totally different experience. That's going to give you another perspective on a layer of yourself that you haven't actually had to sit with and Mm -hmm. get like uncomfortable around. Right. So there's learning in that too, you know, and I don't want to say it's like people are Guinea pigs, but in a sense that's what relationships are. And so (laughs) use it for the testing ground that it is and allow it to unfold as it will unfold. In the meantime, you both are hopefully growing and learning more about yourselves and peeling back layers um, you know, obviously, you're only responsible for yours, but he, you could be that same catalyst for him too. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big one. I know. Yeah. It's look from what I, from what I'm saying or hearing or whatever. It's I, I'm more about identity stuff, and I, and that's kind of like the biggest of the big for many of us. And so, um, you know, keep us posted as this kind of rolls out and manifests itself and I'd be curious to to know kind of where you, you know where your work takes you
0: yeah I think it's cool that you are with someone right now who is in a space of sort of to your point like it's nice because he has this opportunity to really go inward and do inner work and you can sort of be in partnership with him doing that right alongside him right like we can both sort of notice like what is coming up for us to V's point like In terms of our identity right now because a lot of it is shifting a lot of it is like really coming to the surface in ways that maybe we haven't had to think about it before
2: yeah and i think especially being in like times of covid being primarily when we got to know each other it's the right authenticity right up front and the amount of time we spent together Mm. definitely um defined the relationship right from the beginning
1: yeah there's an intensity to it right baked in essentially. Um, and maybe part of it for you is like pumping the brakes a little bit. Not that you have to like stop seeing them, but pumping the brakes and the intensity and just saying, hey, there's a lot coming up from me mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm questioning and which is good and scary. Um, you know, I mean, we need to roll around in that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you uh, reaching out and thank you for kind of sharing because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be able, especially during COVID, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be able to kind of commiserate and, and feel you on this. Mm. So thank you
2: so much guys so for yeah. sure. okay Take care. keep
1: us posted okay well thank you uh-huh. be well thanks for joining us for this episode of cheaper than therapy
0: if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts
1: and if you want to connect with us you can find us on instagram at vanessa s bennett and at danae logan selkin